Hello there and welcome once again to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Today is Thursday, June the 24th. Today is also it's a special day for a lot of reasons. It is also the solemnity of the Nativity of John the Baptist. It is a celebration of his birth, which is which is really unusual because there are only three individuals who the church celebrates their birth. That's Jesus, that's the Blessed Mother Mary, and John the Baptist. Typically, the great saints, their their deaths are what is uh, celebrated. But John the Baptist, he gets two. He, we celebrate his birth and his death. So um, we certainly want to turn to him today. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about him during the program. We want to certainly turn to him and ask for his intercession. Here's a guy that was really willing to put it all on the line for his faith in the Lord. And, and that kind of faith possessed by John the Baptist. You know, sometimes we talk about these uh, these saints doing unbelievable things, and we we put them on a pedestal, which is not a bad thing, but, but it, it can be a bad thing sometimes if we put them so high on a pedestal thinking that these guys are so much better than me that there's no way I can ever attain to that level of sanctity. Well, we're all called to be saints. And the reason John the Baptist or any of the saints, the reason they were able to do great things for Jesus was because of grace. He was a creature, I'm a creature, you're a creature. We are all human, and we have all received the same Holy Spirit when we were first baptized. You know, that's that's the important thing for us to remember. Any saint you look at, they're just like us. They're normal people. They have faults. They're sinners, just like you and me. But this goes to show you what the power of grace can do in all of our lives. And what we are trying to do as we go through this Give Up Worry for Good program is we want to focus less on ourselves, less on our own abilities, and more on the power of God working through us. That's the way the saints were able to get so much done, and that's the way we're going to be able to give up worry. When we focus on the power of God and watch what He can do, in our lives, watch what he has done in the past, and therefore look to the future knowing that, man, we are in good hands, and also to believe that he can work through us. The Holy Spirit is in us and can work through us and unleash lots of power if we just learn to ask him to get involved and ask him to become active. We'll chat about this a little bit. And also to surrender our lives to the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, stop trying to thwart the Holy Spirit's efforts. One of the ways we do that is when we look at our problems. And and look, I'm not saying some of us don't have very serious problems. I'm sure there is a good chance that you may have some very, very serious, very difficult problems you're facing right now. But the point, the point that we all have to remember is that God doesn't expect us to get through these problems on our own. He expects us to really turn to him. So the more severe your problem is, the more he wants to help. You know, and ultimately his goal for us all is just like John the Baptist. He wants to be us to be saints. And I know it sounds incredible. It sounds, I look at somebody like me and I, I, I've, I've been thinking about this and meditating about this for a long time. So I'm more okay. I'm, I understand it better now than I did in, in the past. But when I would first look at this idea of me possibly being becoming a saint, I would think it'd be laughable. Yeah, on my own, it sure would be. But 
we're not asked to do this on our own. We are asked to trust the Lord and to let him work through us. So that's that's the deal. We're going to be talking a lot about this over the course of the next eight weeks. Today's lesson is all about, are you putting limits on God? And I think that many times we do that. Let's not put limits on him. And this whole week, as I as I mentioned at the start, this whole week is focused on the power of God, understanding that He can handle whatever it is that we ask Him to handle. So we're in good we're in good shape. Before we pray, right now I am fighting a tickle in my throat. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Ah, I got some herbal tea today, lemon zinger. So that's that's pretty soothing. I. You know, I have on and off allergies. Uh, the weather is gorgeous here in South Jersey today. But every now and then I fight these allergy things, so I'm just struggling a little bit with that as I as I have to talk. I have to blab a lot for the next 30 minutes, so it gets tough. You know what? I'm glad you're with me. Let's pray. Let's turn to our all-powerful Father in heaven. And I want you to listen to some of what I say at the beginning of the prayer. And we'll we'll chat about it afterwards, but it's important to sort of frame our prayers, to sort of remind ourselves of who we're dealing with. Okay, you ready to do it? All right, let's go. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Father in heaven, it's so good to be with you. So good to be with you once again. And it's just such an incredible privilege to be able to call you Father. And because of the fact that your son Jesus became man, and because of the fact that we were baptized into his, his church, into his body, his mystical body, we can call you Father. What an incredible gift that is to be able to be children of Almighty God. Father, we know that you are all-powerful. We know that as we look back through history, there were so many times when it appeared there was no solution to the problems faced by your people, but yet you would come through, you would fight for them. You would allow them to emerge victorious even though there is no way they should have ever been victorious. That's the way you operate, though, Father. Your power, your might, they're just incalculable. We just can't calculate how strong you really are. You created the universe out of nothing. You created us out of nothing. And yet, you call us your children, you allow us to call you Father, and you are all-loving. Your love is unconditional. Your love is limitless. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible when we think about it. So, Father, please continue to draw us along. Please pour out your Spirit upon us. Keep us moving toward our heavenly home because that's where you want us to be one day. Allow us to draw closer to you and know you better, understand you better, appreciate you better, rely more on you. Father, I ask that you hear all of our intentions today. They may be unspoken, but you know exactly what we need. Please provide for our needs Please strengthen us with your power. Activate your spirit in us. I ask you through your spirit to give me the words for this program. And please, Father, open all of our minds and our hearts so that we are willing to hear what you have to say and do what we have to do to put your words into practice in our lives. 
Father, we ask these things in the most powerful name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thanks so much for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimak, and you are listening to Following the Truth. Uh, one of the things that I, I mentioned before we prayed was I said to listen to what I said at the beginning. And we've talked about this a few times uh, this week already. It's important when we pray, and, and I found this, to to remind ourselves. So we're talking to God, we and we say, Father, I know you are all-powerful. I know you can do all things. I know that nothing can stop your will from coming about. You know, when I say things like that, I don't really say them for the benefit of the Father because he already knows that. I, I say it, of course, to praise him because he's pretty amazing and he's very much praiseworthy. But in terms of giving him knowledge, you know, he doesn't need, he's not learning anything from me saying you are all powerful, Father. He already knows that. But I need to remember that. I forget that all the time. Anytime I begin to worry, anytime I start to feel hopeless, I'm forgetting that God is all powerful. And you know, you might you might wonder why does Gary repeat this so many times? Because we need to hear it. Because when we worry, we're forgetting that. And I want to make sure that I remember it. I want to make sure that you remember it. And I want to make sure that we can have confidence that God the Father can handle whatever it is, whatever it is that we present to Him. You know, that's a really important thing for us to remember. So, going forward, especially for the rest of this week, we're going to talk about this a lot, the power of God. If we don't understand that He's all-powerful, why should we trust that He can handle our problems? We have to believe that he is all-powerful. One of the ways that happens is, of course, through the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is really good at that. By looking at the evidence, we look through Scripture, we see evidence of the fact that God has come through for his people time after time after time again. Um, And also by repeating it, self-talk, if you want to call it self-talk, to ourselves. God is all-powerful. God is all-powerful. The more you hear that, I have found the more you begin to believe it. I believe it more now than I used to two, three years ago. And it's probably, if I if I would look at yesterday, do I believe it more than yesterday? Maybe, but it's kind of hard to tell when you look from one day to the next. But if I look over a period of time, maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, maybe even two years ago, I definitely believe more in the power of God. I have a lot more confidence in the power of God than I did going back a few years. And that comes from trusting Him, making the decision to trust Him, watching him work in my life, looking back and seeing what he has done in history and really giving the Holy Spirit a chance to work in me and to change my heart to 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 believe, to believe more strongly in the power of God. So that's kind of what we're doing here. We're going to be doing it for the rest of the week. And I am so glad that you and I are able to hang out together you want to find out more about my work, followingthetruth.com is my website. You've probably already been there if you're going through this eight-week Give Up Worry for Good program, and, and I hope it's working for you. I hope you're doing well. Remember, we are very early in the program right now. We're only on week two, week two, day four. That's where we are. We'll get to the verse in just a minute, 
but that's that's where we are, and we're going through this gradually. Last week was all about hope. This week is, you know, the hope that I can give up worrying. I'm going to be able to do this. I am going to be able to lead a worry-free life. That's that's a very real belief. That's not pie in the sky. That's not wishful thinking. That is the way the Lord wants it. Will we waver back and forth? Will we slip up? I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be times when we slip up. I mess up. But I find myself able to recover easier and more in, in a quicker amount of time than in the past. And, and that's the way this is all about. But yes, you, you have the hope. I, I want you to have the hope that you can be at peace because you absolutely can. That's why the Lord said, do not worry, because he knew that it was possible. But again, it's a process. We'll keep, we'll keep working together. And this week is all about the power of God. I mean, is this God, is our God really that good? He is. He really is. He's, he's that amazing. He has done some incredible things. And I really see it in my life because the fact that I am able to do what I do for a living, you know, being full-time ministry for close to 10 years now, this is, if you knew me, you, you would just not believe, if you would have known me maybe 20 years ago or so, you would think there is no way, no way this guy is going to ever be in full-time ministry. But the Lord has really worked through me. He has healed me. He has strengthened me. He continues to remind me of how weak I am, but that doesn't matter. Because St. Paul knew he was weak too. The weaker I am, the more I lean on the Lord. That's fine. The work gets done. And I think that's what we all need to keep in mind. It's okay to be weak. When we're weak, we're really humble when we acknowledge that, yeah, I'm weak in this area. You know, we, we all do have certain gifts, certain strength. The Lord gives us certain strengths. There, there are some people who just never worry. That's not their nature. That's not me, though. I'm an anxious, per, anxious person, always have been. But boy, the Lord has certainly given me a lot of peace. I just have to learn what needs to be done in order to go from anxiety to peace. And what has to be done is I got to turn to the Lord and really let him help me. So there is hope. God is powerful. And that's really where we are. Don't, you know, don't expect to be cured right away. This, this takes time. And we are still very early in the program. If you know anybody who is interested in joining us, it's not too late. Just send them over to my website, followingthetruth.com. Have them pick up a copy of Give Up Worry for Good. All the information is on the website. And um, sign up for my daily email reflection, as well as subscribe to the podcast, and you will be all set. That's, and they will be all set, I should say. So let your friends know about it. Just send them over to my website. Have them contact me if they have any questions. It is absolutely not too late to join us. All right, I have to take a quick sip of my tea, which is really good, by the way. And one last piece of information, piece of news, if you want to call it that. I, I still have a, one opening left for a three-day parish mission, Give Up Worry for Lent, for Lent of 2022. I am offering it this Lent for no fee, which is unusual. Typically, I charge a fee to come in to give these, um, to give these parish missions just because I recognize the fact that post-pandemic, a lot of parishes are hurting financially, and I want to do whatever I can to get the word out. So if you anybody at your parish is interested, or if you are a pastor or maybe a director of religious education, 
send me an email at Gary at followingthetruth.com and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. At the moment, I only have one opening left. So that's kind of, I'm really excited about that. Um, and we can talk about the details. Gary at followingthetruth.com. All righty. So let us look at day, uh, week two, day four of Give Up Worry for Good. The, the Bible verse that we're, we were using as the basis for our reflection today comes from Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. Jeremiah 32, 27. In case you're following at home, it's page 37 of Give Up Worry for Good. And here's what the Lord said to Jeremiah. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? And that's, you know, that's a question that every one of us should attempt to answer. I want you to picture God saying that to you. I am Almighty God. Is anything too hard for me? But the the problem with the the question with that question the way it's phrased and I wrote about this in my in my email reflection today. The problem with looking at the question that way, God saying to us, "Is anything too hard for me?" Most of us, just about all of us, I would think would answer that question with a no. Of course, you're God. Nothing is too hard for you. But there's a certain sense of vagueness. There's a certain sense of not caring about the question. And and here's what I mean. When I ask a question like that, it doesn't really seem that relevant. Yes, God, you're all powerful. It becomes relevant when we change that word anything and replace it with Is curing your cancer too hard for me? Is restoring the relationship with your children too hard for me? Is improving your financial situation too hard for me? Is freeing you from this this sinful habit, whatever it is, too hard for me? Is turning you into a saint too hard for me? Is helping you to stop worry, is that too hard for me? Is giving you peace in the midst of whatever storm you're facing right now, even if I don't take it away, is that too hard for me? And you know, when you start to ask yourself, to put your own personal crisis into those words of God and have Him ask you that question, quite often, quite often we don't have to answer it. Because by the fact that we worry, and look, I'm guilty. I am guilty of this because I got things in my life right now that are eating at me. And there are times when I succumb and begin to worry. I, I Because I'm so immersed in this whole, in my ministry, and the, the ministry is focused on overcoming worry, and I've speak, spoken and written so much about it, and I'm praying about it all the time, I generally recognize it quickly, but there are times when I start to fall victim to lack of trust. Because honestly, when we're faced with the serious and what appears to be an unsolvable problem, right? God doesn't seem that powerful. doesn't seem that powerful at that moment in time. The, the problem appears more powerful than God. So the question, if God came to you and you, you have an incurable disease and he said, do you believe I can heal you? Is that anything too hard for me? It's like, uh, I don't know, maybe. 
And sometimes the fact that we worry really answers the question for us, doesn't it? We don't even have to answer with our words. Sometimes our actions answer. If I really believed God was bigger than my financial problems, if I really believed that he could help me to get a job, even though I've sent out, sent out 397 resumes, then I wouldn't worry. Then I would trust in his power. But do you see what happens? See what happens? We look at our problem and focus more on the problem than on Almighty God. And that's what has to change. And that's why this week, this week is devoted to looking at his power. He's all loving too. But here's the thing. If he wasn't all powerful, even if he loved us with an unconditional love, I still wouldn't surrender to him. If he couldn't help me with my problems, and I'd still worry, right? I mean, I love you. That's why I do this program. That's why I do my full-time ministry. I love you, but I can't fix all of your problems. And that's the beautiful thing about the Lord. Yes, he loves you unconditionally. And as we go through the eight weeks, we'll talk about that. Because that's important too. I mean, he could be all-powerful and be nasty, but he's not. And that's the, that's the beautiful combination. He's all-powerful, but he's also all-loving. Now we're talking, right? So he's going to take care of his children. But this week, we are just focusing on his power because that's critical. We have to understand that God is in charge. He is in control of the universe. And you know, there are sometimes, and I've run into this, I've given talks about this, and people will bring up natural disasters. People will bring up acts of, acts of violent acts of nature. People will bring up evil, terrorism. And I would always make the point, and this is a tough point, but we got to believe this, that God could stop these things if he wanted to. You, you have to believe that. Now, you're going to have to wrestle with the whole idea of why does God allow what we would call bad things to happen. Some of it's due to free will. In other words, people can do evil things. What about natural disasters? That's not coming about because of somebody's free will. I mean, certainly there is an element of original sin involved in the fact that we live in a fallen world. But God permits difficulties, storms to happen in order to bring a greater good out of them. Even if there's a terrible earthquake, we're shocked a lot of times when people die in an earthquake. But what we have to remember is every person who dies in an earthquake, they were going to die anyway at some point. But the fact that it happens suddenly just drives us crazy. And we wrestle with that. But when God allows things like that to happen, what are some possible good things that can come out of it? And look, I can't claim to speak for God. I really can't. I can't say why he does everything. But for one thing, I know through COVID, many of us learned we are not in control. That's a lesson that we have to learn. What about a natural disaster? It gives us a chance to help our brothers and sisters. It gives us a chance to love God by loving other people. It gives us a chance to recognize that we can't guarantee if we are going to be alive tomorrow. Therefore, maybe it's time to look at ourselves, the state of our soul. And, and, and if, there, if there's 
it might be time to repent. Also, natural disasters. I, I know uh, we've been through a couple tornado warnings. We've been through some severe thunderstorm warnings. And I'll tell you what, it really makes me understand that, number one, I'm not in control, but number two, that I better hit my knees and pray. And I think sometimes God sends these storms. He allows them to happen because he wants us to turn to him and ask for what we need. So there could be any number of reasons, but the idea that God is not involved, that's a, that's a false notion. And if we start to believe that he's not all-powerful or he doesn't care, he's not involved with our day-to-day lives, then we begin to lose trust in him and we're never going to overcome worry if we don't fully believe that he is in control of the universe of the world and of our lives he's in control and he is watching over us and he knows what we are going through sometimes he doesn't take the problem away but that doesn't mean that he doesn't care and that he is not power not all powerful that's not what it means so we need to understand, and, and part of this is something we're going to be wrestling with for the rest of our lives. God, why did you let this happen to me? You know, I find as I get closer to him, I ask questions like that less and less, but they, they still can arise. But that's part of the spiritual journey. You know, the journey of trying to know and love God. We're going to be doing that for the rest of our lives. Trying to, trying to understand some of what he does. And, and sometimes it's going to be like with Job, where God really didn't answer any of Job's specific questions, but he reminded Job that Job wasn't God. God said, hey, Job, where were you when I created the universe? Where were you when I created the oceans and the mountains? And Job got it eventually, and he said, you're right, you're right. I'm going to yield to your superior knowledge your superior superior wisdom. God is all powerful. God is all loving. God is he wants what's best for you and ultimately he wants you and me to get to heaven. Every now and then in order to set things up and to make that happen he has to send some storms into our lives because that's when we pray the hardest in the midst of the storm. He knows what's best. So if it's happening God's allowing it to happen for a reason. I don't expect you to embrace that all at once. That's something that gradually we can embrace as we grow closer to him. And and we're doing that. We're trying to stay close to him. We're trying to learn about him. We're trying to spend time with him, read his word, pray. And together, we're going to do that. We're going to keep doing it. Okay, I have to run. If you have any questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. In the meantime, remember... Picture the Lord asking you that question. Is whatever you're going through, is that too hard for me? The answer is always going to be no. But I think sometimes you just have to answer the question, even though we all know what the answer is. Okay, God bless you. Talk to you next time on Following the Truth.